Cordyceps, shiitake. Lion's mane, turkey tail, reishi. Can these mushrooms really enhance human performance? Today in podcast number 52, we got chatting with young entrepreneur and co-founder of Lifecycle, Julian Mitchell. Julian talks in detail about his mushroom journey, the business, and where he sees mushroom extracts taking us in the future. Today's podcast is brought to you again by Chef Notepad. Easily store and cost your recipe so you can focus on the food, an essential tool if you are a chef in a kitchen. Also, the Suncoast ordering app. You can order online, anywhere, anytime. You can design your own pantry list so that you just have to adjust the numbers and send your order through. Heaps of cool stuff there as well, the Suncoast ordering app. Sit back, relax, let's get into talking to Julian. Mate, thank you for having us at your beautiful home here. Um, feels like I'm in um, paradise. Feel very creative here. Um, I can imagine you have a few good parties here. We've had one on the weekend. We had a nice avatar party, which is pretty random and quite bizarre to see blue people walking around, but it was fun. <laughs> How relevant to what you do. Exactly. Well, I guess it's probably on theme in terms of, you know, mushrooms coming from nature and just that, that natural element of, you know, the way things are moving forward, both in the hospitality scene, the restaurant scene, the health scene. People are wanting to go back to as naturally sourced products and and brands that are doing that, I guess, like us, um, are trending in that way because it's popular. Yeah. Uh, Julian, quick backstory on you. Mate, how did you get into this and what what, what, what inspired you to, to, to come live in Byron and take mushrooms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open no, I make question. that sound much. But, and, and I want to talk about that whole stigma of it as yeah, well. For sure, so, for sure. So let's dive for back, sure. you know, where, wherever you got, got yeah. the inspiration. Very quickly compressed background was, I guess, uh, physio. So I was, you know, one of those typical Aussie kids growing up, AFL, cricket, loved them, wanted to play cricket for Australia, that kind of thing, and then didn't didn't work out. And then so I went into physio to go in to work with elite sports teams. So I did that in England in the Premier League for a couple of seasons as a physio and then realised that wasn't sort of where I wanted to be hanging out and spending my time and came back and then just looking at different, I guess, uh, things that were unfolding. And what was unfolding six years ago was the CBD movement in the US, uh, the plant-based burger industry was booming at that time and, you know, it's obviously booming now as well. With, And it was sort of like, okay, well, what else is the future need and what is, else does it entail and how do I play a role in that with my co-founder, Ryan, at the time? And at the time we were uh, working in mining actually as health consultants. We were working for a mining company as health consultants, working a lot in mental health, physical health, rehab, but how do we have more impact at scale how do you get them gigs? That sounds like a pretty good gig. It was, I mean, yeah, Australia is so lucky. You know, it's, we have so many amazing jobs that we're all, that are well paid and good lifestyle and well, good balance. And yes, yeah, so I was very lucky to get that role, was, which was a great role. It was like eight days on, six days off. So I work half the year mm-hmm. um, doing something we're passionate about, which is talking to, to men and blokes in the work industry about mental health, about depression, about suicide. Um, helping them post-surgery with with physio. It was very broad, so I loved mm. the role, but it was within a corporation and so it was still sort of a bit stifling with new ideas mm. as to what you could do. So it was sort of just not in my nature. Yeah. Um, so sort of like, okay, well, start something myself with my friend Ryan at the time and that was mushrooms because six years ago mushrooms were, you know, 
to say we were going to start a mushroom company to our friends, we were, you know, laughed out of the room, but, you know, in a loving way, but still laughed out of the room. And that was over in Perth? That was in Perth in Fremantle. So it was really the idea that, okay, you can grow mushrooms from, you know, agricultural waste, such as coffee waste, which is what we do, no pesticide input, uh, very low water use, very low energy use, can be grown in urban areas and nobody's doing this. So like, why is nobody doing this? This should be done everywhere. And so that's what we, I guess we pitched that idea to the Fremantle Council. So the city of Fremantle, which is a port city, great food, great coffee, um, great little sort of vibe there. Um, And so that's where we sort of went to union and that was our, our base. And so we pitched it to the mayor. The mayor's like, Yep, let's let's do it. And so, okay, well, we better learn to grow mushrooms now because we won some some grant money of thirty thousand dollars to get us started, which was great. So we used that money. We you know put in all of our sort of you know work allocations. And Did you have a little party when that went into the bank account? It's funny. That's one thing we're amazing at not doing. Even though I said we had an avatar party here on the weekend, like we've been really poor at celebrating. We've just been just keep going, just keep going. Yeah. You know, so you need it, and you know we all need to just take time to reflect and enjoy more so yeah that was uh, that's something that's happening more now but in the early stage it's just get the water out of the boat you know the boat's got the boat's got a leak in it which is every small business mm. that's starting out it's like there's things problems coming that you never foresaw cash flow issues all of those million stories yeah that you have but that's normal um so yeah we just got on with how do you it. deal with those problems like how do you just deal with how do you deal with that problem Early on, it just stresses you out a lot and you're not used to it and, uh, you know, you lose sleep and you wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, you all of those things. But over time, you just build a resilience and a knowing that you're going to deal with it mm. and that you're going to wake up each day and there's going to be five problems you didn't even realise were going to happen or could, could happen, mm. but you're fine with it. So you acclimatise, you get used to it, um, but in the early days, you know, it can be overwhelming and surprise, you know, I haven't had all my hair fall out. Um, so that's positive. You've actually got extra. <laughs> and you look super young. Is that from we'll, all the We'll talk about or? the shiitake and chaga yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so Fremantle, that's like the opposite side of the, the country exactly. Mm. Like mm. they could not have been further away. And so what, what brought you to Byron? I mean, it's funny sort of story. Just we were doing some, some had some meetings in Melbourne and uh, met one of our business pa- our soon to be business partners who we didn't know mm. was going to be our business partner. We just met him for a random meeting in Melbourne, who was from Byron Bay, um, and so he says, "Come up to Byron Bay and check it out." But what we had known about Byron Bay five years ago in WA is like it's a hippie town, it's a hippie town, and so like that's what it is. So. It, it was never really on the map like it is today. Mm. And that was only five years ago. Really? Yeah, five years ago. That's sort of how, I mean, that's probably how my friends see me now. Yeah, right. Perth, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so perception's interesting. But yeah, so we just came for a trip for a week, um, me and my co-founder, to hang out um, with a, a mentor. And um, we just enjoyed it. And the, the community is very good in terms of sustainability and, you know, innovative business from all industries, fashion, food, everything, the stuff you guys are doing. So it was like a great home um, and it was a very strategic move because, of course, you need the right people in your business, but you need to be in the right spot. You know, So if you're in technology, you should be in Silicon Valley. If you're in mining, you should be in WA. I think if you're in environmentalism, sustainability and startups, business, then Byron, Northern Rivers, especially with food, is amazing. Yeah. So it was about that. I guess it just lined up. It was made sense. It was like, okay, and lifestyle-wise, 
amazing. So did you come here knowing you were going to do the, you know, the, the full thing or were you just coming here to grow some mushrooms or well? What, what plan did you have right from the start? Right from the start, we were just growing mushrooms out of coffee waste yep. in sea containers. So we would collect coffee ground from cafes in the morning. Yeah, We would inoculate them, meaning, you know, fill them, fill them as a compost into the bag, put the bag in the container and then wait two weeks for it to grow. And while those ones grow in the afternoon, we would harvest other mushrooms and take those mushrooms back to cafes and restaurants yeah. in Fremantle, in in Perth CBD, all the all, pretty much the best restaurants in WA in Perth. We were supplying with our mushrooms um, because they were fresh, they were amazing quality, they were gourmet mushrooms. So I remember when you first came here, and I I don't not sure if I spoke to you or someone from your thing, like you were starting to grow. Were you doing that here as well? Were you supplying? We a few started in Fremantle, and yeah, then yeah. Yeah, we did the same thing here. Yeah. Um, but while we were doing that. The evolution of the business was we got into biotechnology. Now I didn't know really what that meant. Yeah, when we yeah, that, that's what I'm sort of trying to get at. Like, yeah, mm. did you not, when you came to Byron, were you just going to plant some mushrooms and do the same sort of coffee thing yeah, and, yeah. and do the cafe? No, thing by that or, time we were already right, on our okay. journey, and that journey started because early on we got a mass media on ABC News had two million views of this, you know, viral video on Facebook, and and one person that saw that video was in Paris, in France, and he's our chief scientist, a young guy named Thomas. And so he was studying at the time, saw what we were up to, and was like, oh, I need to do an internship, contacted us, can I do an internship with you guys? We are like, you know, early in the business, we're like, okay, great, some guy from France wants to come and volunteer some time and we get some free labour and that's great, let's yeah. do it. That was our mindset and he came back over and he was just, you know, part of the family straight away, but he added the science and the biotechnology element and we always knew that that existed but we didn't have the expertise and knowledge in that area. So he really led that, which meant we built out a laboratory, you know, white lab coats, all of these things, um, and we started to innovate and create. And I guess that's really at the core what we do that is our strength is that we have 14 full-time scientists now, fast forward from one intern to 14 full-time scientists from all around the world, um, innovating, creating, developing intellectual property patents, and at the end of the day just making the most quality-based product we can make that is Australian growing. All that, that make sense? <laughs> all that in just a short amount of time. Like six that, years. Six yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's been. Now, do you think that it's just been possible because you've been on the mushrooms? Like, is that, is that, like, how's, like, that's just ridiculous. Everything you've just told me is ridiculous. <laughs> like, people can hardly open a, a coffee shop and you've just, mm. so this is like the science, the growing. So you're the farmer, you've the, got the scientist team. What else have you got? Yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, the, the farming. So we started our roots in farming and we know how to grow mushrooms. Then we're like, okay, now how do we extract and get the compounds out of the mushrooms and make them very pure and clean and amazing and, and bioavailable? Okay, and then beyond that, then, of course, you've got marketing, content and all of those pieces. So we do it all. And I guess because from a passionate point of, you know, I grew up as a country boy on a farm and, you know, in Harvey where there's oranges was the main thing and beef was the, was the main thing. So I guess it's close to home in terms of quality of food that you're eating and where it's grown from and how it's grown. Yeah. It's just normal for Australians. You know, we're, we're so privileged to have that. So why would we, you know, buy mushroom powders from China necessarily when we could make something in our own country and make it to a higher quality. And so that was the passion that led us to create our own labs, to grow them ourselves and to innovate. So you grow them here in Byron? In Byron, in uh, now also in Fremantle, we still have our farm there, our original yep. site. Yep. And then in Queensland, we have a manufacturing site. And in the US, we have a manufacturing site and a lab and a farm in Wisconsin. So that's yep. like, you know, uh, 
middle America. It's quite funny out that way. Um, so that's a beautiful spot where we grow. It's very cold there. It gets to like negative 30 degrees in winter. So the mushrooms are coming from a few different locations. Yeah. yeah. So, so out of a, a kilo of mushrooms, like how much extract do we get? Always refining that. And it's sort of, you know, it's dependent on how co- good those mushrooms are. You know, I guess like the quality in which those mushrooms are grown. So they're not all born equal. You might have a kilo of reishi here and a kilo of reishi here, but this reishi is just absolutely stellar crop, yeah, an amazing right. crop. Yeah. So from that crop, you're going to get a better yield. Yeah. So that's why we want to have control over that. We want to grow it ourselves because otherwise if you're buying from the market, which to be honest, you can't even buy from the market because there's none out there except from China. But if you were, you're just not sure what you're going to get. So that quality control is is our strength in terms of marketing, I guess, because that way we can assure a good product. So it's been so mushroom extract has been around for I mean, traditional Chinese medicine. I went to China and I saw, you know, in the temples there's the reishi mushroom in temples that are a thousand years old. So the mushrooms have been around themselves, most of them, for a long period of time, but they haven't been utilized in this way. They haven't been extracted in this way. There's many new elements that have been added on top of it, just like the computer has been around for a long time, but today's computer is a million miles different, ways yeah. different to the, the old computer, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So uh, we're just trying to, I guess, innovate and honour the mushroom and nature um, because it has so many benefits for humans and the planet. Why haven't we done this before? Like why why has it taken so long? Because we eat lots of fruit and vegetables and we know how good they are. Mm. And we seem to be touching on medicine again. It feels like somewhere in history that everything got wiped out and we're like just working it all out again. Like it, 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 I don't know if mm-hmm. that's ever happened, but it feels like we knew about natural medicine, mm-hmm. you know, with the Indians in America and, you know, Aboriginals and all, all the different sort of cultures that were around years ago. And it's like it got lost and we went to tablets. Mm. And now it's like there's this movement back. Do you think that that's something that's sort of happening? So much wisdom was lost through, you know, wars and invasions and co- colonialism and imperialism and all of those things. But then with, with mushrooms, even in the most recent 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you speak to most scientists or most biologists, they don't learn anything about fungi. Well, they, what they learn about fungi is three weeks in a four-year course. So the knowledge within fungi is very specialised and the fungi kingdom... So you've got the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom. You have the fungi kingdom as well. Fungi outnumber plants eight to one. So for every tree you see, there's eight different varieties of mushrooms. So this is, it's just an uncharted continent at the moment. And I guess science is moving very fast in that direction because they're like, oh, we haven't been looking at this area for so long. And there's all these problems we have, but mushrooms have all these solutions. So that's where we're at at the moment and it's just starting to unfold. Where do you think we're going to be in 200 years? 200 years is a long time. It's a long time, especially because you're on that exponential curve with technology now. But 200 years, like it's, I don't know where humans are going to be. There's going to be robots. There's going to be a lot of technology. You know, it depends if you have a positive or a negative view on it. But, you know, positive view is that we'll be working in harmony with technology. We will maintain ecological assets meaning the Amazon, meaning the Daintree Rainforest in northern Queensland, meaning Tasmania, like all of these water reserves and national forests and rainforests will be preserved and looked after and seen as treasures and monuments, if we're smart. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then we'll be working with technology to help that. Yeah. We'll have mass technology in our lives everywhere, but we'll also have places where there's no technology. 
in a beautiful utopian 200 years. Great. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll, and and death won't be a what thing. What are we going to be? Death eating? will be optional. Oh, shit, death, will, death will be optional. Oh, shit. Yeah, you, you'll reach a point where, you know, through altering DNA, biology, all of those things, aging will be a thing of the past, which is, I feel very interested. I'm not like, I don't want to live forever. I don't think, I think there's beauty in death. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Or do you really even die? Well, you don't exactly. So that's the beauty of it. It's like, okay, on to the next one. Yeah, beautiful. Um, okay, let's 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 say the mushrooms. So I, I've been taking them, and, and I am a I'm a I'm a follower. <laughs> you know, you might say I I, I get into them, and uh, you you sent me some uh, um, six weeks or so ago, and and uh, in Scarlet and I've been trying them, and we do feel amazing, and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, run us through <laughs> some of them, and tell us what the study or the research is saying that, mm. that these these things are good for. So let's start yeah. with what's your the, favorite. Uh, well, I take them all every day. Yeah. Uh, I have all the ones you gave me. Um, Except for the purple one, Rishi. Rishi? I, I, I took that one last night to sleep, and I and I just fell to sleep like mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. Yeah, and I um I think I was nervous when she was around and taking the photos. Just <laughs> so I was like getting all serious, and now I'm getting relaxed because no one's here. Sure, but sure, yeah. Um, yeah. So last night I took the sleepy one and slept really. Um, I don't know. It's like um, oh, mellow, you might say. I felt really mm-hmm. relaxed and nice mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, I was actually sort of still ready to sleep on a bit further uh, when I was time to sort of get up this morning. Um, but yeah, just felt calm and relaxed. And then, you know, as a day, I've, I've been taking sort of half the sort of recommended dose, which is um, like half of the, 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 the little uh, dropper thing mm. uh, of all of them for the last little while and power on. But the days that I don't forget it, I've sort of noticed by the afternoon yeah. that I don't want to do exercise by the afternoon i don't want to do stuff by the afternoon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i do feel like they're all great so let's talk about lion's mane let's go through the the, the four or five mm-hmm, that you're regularly selling mm-hmm. and tell us what the studies are saying and what the feedback sure. is that you're getting and if we just ca- go back one step we categorize it, it's like what is australians growing up with or most people in every continent growing up with the button mushroom the swiss mushroom the brown mushroom like that's where we've lived you know yeah. in terms of that's what we know about mushrooms we know there's those we know there's poisonous mushrooms, and we know there's psychedelic mushrooms, and that's all we know. That's right. So the mu- category we're talking about is known as functional mushrooms because they have a functional benefit. They're not psychedelic. They're not poisonous. Some yeah. are edible, some aren't, but for the most part, that's not how they're consumed. So the lion's mane falls into that category. It's known as the lobster of the woods. So if you eat it fresh, it, you know, it has a lobster feel, taste, texture to it. Um, some people like it, some people don't. It's not like a, a huge crowd favorite, but the properties that the research show that it have it helps improve NGF, which is nerve growth factor. Nerve growth factor. Is my stomach going off then from not, eat, not still fasting. But so nerve growth factor NGF helps with the nerve cells, helps repair nerve cells. So what they've shown in studies is that it helps remyelinate the nerve cells. So your body is an electrical system, and as you get older, that electrical system becomes less efficient because if you imagine an electrical cord you have that insulation around it that, that allows for a smooth conduction of impulse. Mm. So if I say I want to pick up, you know, in my mind I say I want to pick up that cup right now and I pick that up. So that's, you know, the electrical system that's working to, to activate that system. Coordination, thinking, memory, that's all the same system of, you know, electrical information getting passed around. Now when that cord, that electrical cord, the insulation starts to wear away, which happens with injury, with stress, with ageing, then we're not as sharp. We're not thinking as sharp. You know, even with fatigue, even with lack of sleep. So you get you're not you're not as sharp. You're not as on. And so lion's mane helps promote that on. 
It's almost like turning the brain on, brain activation. It's a hug for the brain and you're on fire in that sense. And so we've seen, you know, especially in the US with, um, you know, some UFC fighters and things who have had a lot of concussion, they just really notice that very quickly. But for everyone else, it's like it's just a, a warm hug for the brain. Your brain's on fire. Yeah. And it's it's an optimizer in that is, space. I was under the impression you have to cook lion's mane for to get the benefits. Is that true? Again, this is like you can have it edibly. I mean, the way we extract it, it goes through a cooking process. Right. It goes okay. through a heat process. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought, yeah, you had to apply yeah. heat somehow. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. So in our extraction the process, there's a heat element to it. Yeah. And there's an ethanol element to it. And there's the water element, and there's a few others um, with you know pharmaceutical grade equipment, like essentially. KFC, twelve secret herbs. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> the Colonel Sanders of mushrooms. That's Toma, yeah. our chief scientist. Uh, okay. So cool. we don't. We, he's usually Hello, Toma. I hope yeah. you listen. Uh, okay, let's go. It's um, the other one, shiitake. Another one that you do. Which is, you know, we're used to shiitake. We've grown up with it a little bit. We've seen it around the place. We're like, oh yeah, shiitake. It's very undervalued in terms of its properties which are really around uh, photoaging, so protection of skin against photoaging, which in Australia is, you know, an everyday thing with our UV index. So it's, it's really a, a beauty mushroom in that sense. And then at its core, you know, the research shows it has a lot of immune properties. So it's, it's very good for immunity. It's very good for sort of anti-aging beauty um, and skin. And what I mean by that specifically with photoaging is elasticity of skin. So as we get older, we lose elasticity within our skin and firmness, and that helps promote that. So collagen is a big one, collagen, collagen, you hear about that. Yeah. Elastin is the other one when it comes to healthy skin, and shiitake is amazing for that. Yeah, because the older you get, the, the further you can sort of pull stuff. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, turkey tail? Turkey tail is very commonly found everywhere in Australia, um, if you know what you're looking for. There's a few ones, a few mushrooms that try and mimic it. As a survival instinct in the forests, they try and look like turkey tail for different survival reasons, but... Yeah, we find ours in the Blue Mountains, in on private properties, or in other areas of Australia. So you cold steal climates. It. We, well, it's, all, it's all permission from private property owners. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> but you know, stealing is subjective. <laughs> you're stealing from nature. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. taking it from someone. Yeah, and um, maybe you're taking it from the bees. Tell me how you do that sustainably. <laughs> well, once you get the beautiful thing about mushrooms is you know, unlike with sea spiracy or one of those things where yeah, yeah. You know, you, once you take a salmon, it doesn't replace itself. All you need to do with a mushroom is you take it, say there's a mushroom growing on a log, you're just going to carve out, you know, one twentieth of it and take that tiny sample back to the lab and from that you can reproduce forever. Yeah, okay. You know, you don't need to take the whole thing and you definitely don't need to take heaps. So the only time you need to do that is with shaga mushroom, which is another one we can talk about. But that's a, The shaga, that's the one that grows on the birch? Grows on the birch trees. I've got a birch tree in my front yard. Amazing. But... I, I, didn't, I, I don't. I never. I don't know about anyone. Is it definitely a birch tree? Well, it's called a birch tree. It must be of the. Must be a different type from the family because my understanding of the birch tree is it has to grow climate. very cold climate, like yeah, negative right. twenty, negative thirty. I don't know if it does that well, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my garden called yeah. a birch tree. But well, if there's something on it that looks like dead and charcoal, yeah. that's chaga, and that is nature's diamond, nature's gold. It grows over ten to fifteen years. The properties within that mushroom are phenomenal and it's very scarce. So the chaga mushroom we get from Alaska. So we have foragers in Alaska that go and get this chaga mushroom for us. It just blows my mind how, like, how do you find a frigging forager in frigging Alaska? Well, before COVID, we were able to travel. So we spent 
you know, myself and other business partners, Will, um, Tom, we were travelling five months a year, six months a year. So you had to save a lot of money up for this. You didn't, or did you get funding? How did it, like, you can't Two just... elements. I guess we were selling mushrooms yeah, and mushrooms were selling well. And then secondly, yeah, you, you go on that capital journey, that investment journey. You know, because there is a lot of young people who are, you know, mm. looking to what you do. Because I, my prediction is we're in this... This cool space in Byron where you, where you share with other creatives For sure. and have awesome parties. <laughs> and I reckon that we're going to be looking back at this going, uh, you'll, be, you'll be telling this story in 30 years' time when you have this mushroom. Um, empire is the wrong word. Like I mm. feel like it's like a, a healing thing for the, for the whole world. And we'll be looking back at exactly like some sort yeah. of a Tesla dude, mm. you know, going, hey, <laughs> this is what we did and these are the reasons and here's some corners we cut but this is how we got here. And it's the real deal. For sure. And, and that definitely weighs into my mind in the sense of like, because there's so many elements to it and it, business is just like competition. You know, it's like it's it's every day, it's all the time, um, it's fierce and you need to have competitive advantages. And what is that? That is your team, that is your knowledge, that's who you're spending time with. And a lot of young startups that are starting up, are, you know, run into traps. There's traps in terms of, investors in terms of deals in yeah, terms yeah. of contracts even like you know us signing something prior like all of those things as a young guy you know you don't even think about it you don't even know about it yeah and so but where do you go for that information it's out there in parts in dribbles but yeah something i'm passionate about would be definitely helping other businesses once i work out how to do it myself <laughs> so anyone grab it onto you trying to go hey this is awesome i want to go under this guy and and make it mine as well there's plenty of that. Yeah, yeah There's yeah. plenty of that. Yeah, yeah. That's the true side of business. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's the real side of business. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's, yeah, that was a steep learning. Yeah. And, but we've done well. We've got a phenomenal team. We've got phenomenal investors. Yeah. And that's why we're still happy and healthy and that's why the business is going well. Great. So it's um, a good story. Back to the mushrooms. <laughs> Let's talk about them a bit more. So we've done, uh, what have we done? We've done shiitake. We've done shiitake, lion's mane. Turkey tail, we're just starting yeah, with. So turkey turkey tail, tail, let's go back to that. Uh, has a caramel flavour to it, ca- like light caramel taste, but really, you know, for digestion, it's really good after a meal. The research has been it's been used in many categories around the world through research, and one of the main ones at Harvard, a research showed as a prebiotic that it's very effective, and it's very effective through that study with Crohn's, celiac, um, any digestive issues, really, really good. So that. Is yeah, I mean the research on these mushrooms is profound, and there's a lot of studies everywhere. And I guess when I was first starting the business with Ryan, we're like reading these research. We're like, wow, there's research everywhere. It's not like woo woo. This may work. It's actually in literature journals from universities at Harvard and Japan in Europe. Okay, and tell so, me more about that because I was going to go through all the mushrooms and mm, hit you up with that. Mm, tell me why this is real. Like, yeah, tell yeah. me about that literature. Tell me yes, about what's it, in Harvard. If it, yeah, just say, As an you know, just say t- Scarlett was living with someone who hypothetically said, I, this is crap, I don't mm-hmm. believe it. The, so we'll jump on the devil's advocate. <laughs> well, then if just they just could say, be- pretending it was someone you lived for with, sure. Scarlett. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Last night I was telling <laughs> about my roommates. I was like, oh, I'm really excited. I'm yeah. Yeah. So let's and explain to them. Yeah, one of my roommates was mm. like, is it even true? Is it mm. real? Like, yeah. is it legit? Yeah, yeah. So- yeah, and... and- the person that asks you that question typically will never be bothered to go and research or read the articles, but we can definitely provide the articles because people want things in snack size because they're busy, they've got a lot of things on. But And that's probably where the opportunity lied for us is because I guess I had a physio science background because these journal articles that professors write 
are so boring to read. No pictures, dull. The language is like, you know, French. It's very hard to understand unless you've been taught how to read it. So um, that, I guess, was an advantage. And so as we're reading those papers and going through those journals, that, which no one is typically doing, yeah. no one's reading journal articles from universities unless they have to re- do it for a homework or for a project. Very and so true. for whatever reason, we fell into that and we're like, oh, there's gold here. We kept reading and reading and learning. And so that was, I guess, what cemented it for us was was exactly that. So, yeah, as an example, Harvard did a research trial on I think it was around 45 subjects where they gave them turkey tail for a period of time and they measured their gut microbiome. So did swabs, did a whole raft of stool testing to measure the health of their gut and then they would give them some turkey tail extract and then they would measure it two weeks later after trialling it and it showed a more diverse and more numerous healthy bacteria in the gut, which the gut-brain access relates to our mood, it relates to how we feel, and, and it also relates to, I guess, how we digest things. So that's one example of a study, but it was only recently we sent a whole scientific, because we had this, we get this, it's, it's a common question and it's a good question that people are asking, actually. Mm. And um, yeah, we had a, a celebrity doctor in the US who we may be working with later this year say exactly the same thing you know and he's a, he's a doctor that sees everything and he's like well, my, you know so we sent him you know 10 pages of research for him to sift through and um then he's like wow okay so yeah there's that period i guess because yes you can hear it from joe rogan and you can hear it from people but it's also important to say okay well what do the doctors say or what do other professionals say mm-hmm. naturopaths and we're not those people we're not here to say those things um but those experts have you know, the, I guess the knowledge on it. Mm. So yeah. So oh wait, a minute, let's go through the mushrooms. I want to make mm-hmm. sure I cover them. If we've done three. We've done lions, done turkey, done shiitake. Um, yeah. What's the other ones? So we've got yeah, lion's mane is the yellow one. The shiitake is the brown one. Shiitake, uh, turkey tail is green in its color. The reishi is very popular. This is known in Chinese traditional medicine for thousands of years as a mushroom of immortality and this was a sacred gift that was given for the royals and they would have it in tea and the tea is extremely bitter extremely powerful and potent but extremely bitter so it's not that's probably one reason why people haven't had it because if you drink it like you're throwing it out you're spitting it out it's terrible but it's so healthy healthy for you so we've mixed it with kakadu plum which makes it much more palatable yeah, and, a, and a great flavoring um, but it's really just winding down the volume turning the volume down on the chitter chatter within your head, um, within your body, you know, it's the science shows that it's an immunomodulator, so it's very smart at modulating, turning the dials up and down with your immune system, which then, if your immune system is chilled out, then you become chilled out. So that's sort of what it does um, from the research point of view. Um, so that's. Can you overdose on this stuff? They're very safe. Um, we have a recommended, you know, a level which is two mil a day. Um, which is a standard meal based on research, based on science, based on testing. Um, but, you know, UFC fighters and professional athletes or these types of chef? characters, mm-hmm. well, they, are, they are exactly service. that. They're starting, you know, they're working all through the night in you know, a sauna essentially yeah. a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah. So, yeah, they, it's just, I mean, health really is about being intuitive. It's not about, hey, I'm the Messiah, you should take this much. It's you know your body better than me, feel it out and see what works for you. I guess we're so used to a doctor saying two pills twice a day. Mm. And we like that. Yeah. Um, and it's great and it's also fraught with, you know, challenges because there's so many limitations on research. You know, we're not – and everyone's so different. So um, it's a balance. It's a balancing act and it makes it tricky. But, yeah, we're not here to advise on and guide. We just go with what's safe based on the research. What's another mushroom, man? 
So Rashid, Rashid, Rashid lions, bone, turkey, shiitake. Cordyceps. If we go, to, oh, yeah, if we said cordyceps. turning the volume down, then turning the volume up is cordyceps. So am I taking? Am I like balancing myself out here, taking them all? Like <laughs> exactly. Get one's you're, giving you're me up. You're in harmony. You're in What am I doing? You're in the sweet spot. Should I be packing them all? Well, you should take them at different times as well. Oh, as the yeah, yeah, but I mean, every, again, it's and this, this, this is the thing. Where do I? Where do I? How do I know that? Like, how does people know to do that? Because we buy these things. Yeah, I know there's a leaflet in there. It says sort of what you know. Mm-hmm. Studies have said that you know mm-hmm. it does, but yeah, the, yeah. There's, I, I want to make sure that I'm getting the best benefit out of my investment of your your product. So, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah. first and foremost, just taking them is a huge step in the right direction for your health and your connection and all of these things. But then yeah, there's refinement within that exactly of when to take them so and when to optimise for them. Cordyceps, you know, was made famous in the Olympics by two Chinese runners that were doing a 10,000-metre race and broke the world record. And at that time they bet two Ethiopian runners and you just don't do that. You just don't. <laughs> okay, I remember this and I'm going to jump in there. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the Melbourne market. I'm hanging out with a mate mm-hmm. who you probably know, and Mr. Mushroom, uh, one, prime? Uh, one of them. Yeah, and um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he goes to me. Um, he had some cordyceps there, and, he, and I said, "Man, can I have some?" He goes, "Oh, you can only you can have this much, but not anymore because this, my daughter's got the 800 meters, and she's, <laughs> she's going to have some of these tonight yeah. or whatever they they take." And she said she carves it up, so yeah. she's been winning everything since she's been eat, eating these cordyceps, which they went and foraged in the yeah. in the hills when they were getting pines and slippery jacks and all. Amazing, what have they been getting? But um, so yeah, that's my backup story to yours, and it yeah. was based off that mm. uh, Chinese people, Ethiopians. Can mm-hmm. we are these detected when they do the test? The well, that was the thing; it wasn't detected, but they went through it. You know, what did you consume this day? And just to you know, what that because it was such an abnormal thing to happen. And of course, there's probably other elements to it, but that after that moment, you know, there's a lot of research on cordyceps, a lot of research on cordyceps for increasing VO2 max, which is your ability to absorb oxygen and uptake oxygen and decrease fatigue. And so really, that's what it's been shown in the research to be able to do is decrease fatigue, longer endurance for endurance athletes or for other people. So how has that been adopted to modern society? It's been added to the coffee or it's been a substitute for coffee. Instead of getting that peak and trough, you're getting a a flat line of energy, a good level of energy for a longer period of time without the crash. Mm. So, and it's a natural source. So that's the cordyceps history um, with the Olympics. I Just, couldn't believe the mood I was in yesterday. Yeah, you were. I, I had them. Usually, I'm quite grumpy at the end of the day. I call it snappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired. I've been working all day. What's I'm the time now? The computer, <laughs> and we had just had some just before we called you yesterday, mm. and I was like buzzing around the house at like mm. 9 p.m. at night. And I was like, I'm in the best mood ever. Like I'm so happy, and I was like, yeah. Why am I like? It does make a difference. It really does. Like mm. I don't know. Like, yeah, what you were saying before, how does it make a difference? But it totally does. It's, yeah. it's you feel it. You generally feel, yeah, happy. I felt happier and I just feel more clear minded, really. Mm. So, does it work? You know, like, you know, is it recommended for schizophrenia, depression? Like, is it, I mean, what do studies say there? These are the. This is the future Difficult of questions. this is the future of mushrooms, yeah. and it, you know this science is always typically led out of the US, although some stuff in Australia is happening, which is exciting. But you have companies like Compass and Attire, and another one that just listed on the Nasdaq called MindMed. They're all valued at a billion dollar companies. They're all billion dollar companies with research on exactly that depression, PTSD, um, mental health. 
and mushrooms is one of the elements that they're testing. The other elements they're testing is MDMA, yeah. ketamine. All of these are being tested in clinical trials at Stanford, Harvard, you know, John Hopkins now have a psychedelic center. You know, so it's like it's becoming mainstream to the point where, okay, we've got this huge mental health issue. There's a lot of people depressed, committing suicide, you know, terrible situations. And the current solutions that doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists have are not working, so we need some new tools. And so that's where the research is up to in terms of do these tools work? It definitely worked on its diet, yeah. Are we, are we, are we there? Well, ex- exactly. And that's, I mean, and so it's great to look at these, oh, well, let's, let's try this psychedelic but if we're looking for a magic pill, then it's the wrong piece yeah. because at the end of the day, is that person still sleeping okay? Are they eating okay? What are their relationships like? So there's so many elements to mental health, but you know, if those, if those compounds from those pieces work and those companies that are doing that research and investing in that, which I see as probably, to be honest, new age pharmaceutical companies um, or the evolution of pharmaceuticals is that potentially, mm. um, if it works, that is. Um, then that's exciting because there's a lot of people struggling and I'm sure many people like we all know someone who suffered cancer, we all know someone who suffered poor mental health, which is just not acceptable in many ways. Like we shouldn't allow that to happen and if that is happening, that's a measure of a sick society, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, how long ago, quick question, probably that is not really your thing, but how, how long have we been putting preservatives in food for? Like, is that like- That's a good question. No one knows that. Well, what preserves food is the question, I guess. Well, it was. Like, I mean, salt would have been the first one, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. It's when it gets you, to the you, numbers that it's a, a worry. Yeah, yeah. You research that, Scarlett, and then mm. we'll work out when 202s got put in everything and when we started wearing <laughs> synthetic shoes and not being connected with the earth. That's what I, you know, I love all that. I love yeah. nature. I love green. I love mm. living in the now. Yeah. And um, subsequently, I think it makes me better at what I'm doing. So mm, super interested in, in, in what else these mushrooms can do for me. Now, there is another one, isn't there? I feel like there's, there's one more. Well, it's the chaga. I don't think we spoke about the oh, chaga. Yeah, chaga. So the chaga, yeah, yeah that's, so we forage that in a lot. So that's one that the human has not been able to learn how to grow in a farming environment. And so this one is susceptible to sustainability in the sense of is there birch forests around? Are they getting, are they healthy? Are they getting removed for, you know, commercial, real estate, whatever? Um, and so birch trees is where chaga grows, which is in very cold climates. So so you imagine you've got this mushroom and it grows over a 10 to 15 year period. So it grows nice and slow, which you probably have some other, I guess, metaphors and stories with food that grows slow and the properties that it has and the flavor profile it has when it grows nice and slow. Yeah. But the chaga mushroom goes over a 10 to 15 year period on a birch tree. Now the birch tree, according to you know the indigenous communities of North America, is very medicinal. Birch, you know, it's where sap comes from. It's, it's actually where xylitol comes from. Xylitol comes from the birch tree, which is an artificial sweetener. But birch bark and birch leaf, very, very medicinal. They have, they'll have birch tea, you know, um, within their communities. That's a very common thing that they've done throughout history. So you've got this amazingly medicinal tree that the chaga is growing on and it's growing over a long period of time and it's growing in negative 20, 30 degree temperatures with snow up to your waist when you're walking through and foraging. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's very resilient to its climate and it's growing in a very amazing climate and that is how we comprehend the amazing properties that it has. And what I mean by that is trace minerals, um, beta-glucans and polysaccharides, which are, you know, immune-boosting properties, the melanin that it has. So it's this very – the outer shell of the chaga is like a dark, burnt clump on the side of a tree that if you didn't know what it was, you would walk past it. And then once you know what it is, you realise that's a diamond in the forest – 
and the outside is very dark and burnt, I guess, to protect it against the sunlight, against the snow. Um, and then the inside is golden brown. And I've got some inside so I can show you, but it's this golden brown colour and that's the melanin content. And melanin content is amazing for your brain, it's amazing for skin, and it has the highest content of melanin of any food in the world. So that's the shaga, and we get that from Alaska. Um, and it's, yeah, it's amazing. And I guess the, the piece... Again, why we like to do everything from start to finish so we know where it comes from, we know how it's sourced, we make sure when they are foraging it, we work with sustainable ethical foragers, but these guys also know when they're cutting it, you're just cutting off, say, 50% of it. You know, you're cutting it off at a certain point, not at the root, so then it will grow back over the next 10 years. Mm. Otherwise, you're over-harvesting and then there's no shago in, you know, 30 years. What does success mean for you? Um, that mush that the curveball, hey? <laughs> that, um, well, I guess a symptom of of it. I think it just see that's a big loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me just let me just bring that back down. Yeah, like, yeah. What I want? What what is what is um? You know, like what's the what's what do you want? What do you want to achieve out of this? Because I think I think I can answer yeah. that for you. But I mean, mm-hmm. what do you what do, what do you, what will be successful? You know, because. Obviously, when actually you just answer it, I'm gonna put words in your mouth. <laughs> Mush, um, that I just working with nature and in my case, working with mushrooms to help humans and planet become more evolved and better. And what that means is by being more evolved, is actually being more connected to the natural world, to how the natural world works. It's not just abusing the natural world by pillaging water supply, pillaging forests, pillaging resources without any idea of future generations. Mm. So, mushrooms can teach us that. and. And so mushrooms can collaborate on that. And what I mean by that is there's so many aspects where, you know, we talked about health. We're talking about health with mushrooms. Yeah. Mushrooms are also being used in building materials, in leather, in, in many forms of, you know, medications and different things. So I guess from my point of view, it's just being um, a, a PR salesperson, team member of mushrooms and helping mushrooms get out there. So you guys are now learning about the different mushrooms that you had no idea about and I didn't have any idea about five years ago and then the listeners will. And so then it becomes normal. Mm. And so just like turmeric is normal and has its great properties for anti-inflammation and is great and the Indians live on it and survive Mm. on it, Mm. these mushrooms can be adopted into everyone's healthy lifestyle and at the same time it makes them hopefully honour and connect more with nature and that way if we do that we can evolve and in 200 years, we've got technology and we've got nature and we're working hand in hand and it's all, you know, a little heaven on earth utopia, I guess. That's probably um, a bit romantic, but that's the goal. Girl, <laughs> girl, girl. I like it. So if you're a coffee shop or you're a restaurant, how are these going to work in with chefs? Mm. And other than them taking them as a, a fuel mm, to, mm. to, to um, be better in service potentially, Um yeah, what's going on with, with the, the food and the extracts Great and question. your other products? Because so you have other products as well, which we probably should touch on. Yeah. But, yeah. Great question because it's – okay, let's get practical. All right, so the practical piece and where is it going to head? Because even in Byron, you know, let's say three, four years ago, I would go door knocking and say, hey, do you want to have these mushrooms in your cafe? They're like, what are you talking about? And that's even Byron. Mm. That's Byron going, oh, I'm not sure about that. Now if we go around the streets, most cafes have them in Byron and most cafes have them in Newstead and most cafes have them in – Bondi and most cafes have them in LA. So it's, but that's how things always start. They start in no these pressure guys, hubs. or they the cool these, guys have got them. They start <laughs> in these hubs. 
Um, and then they go from there because the knowledge gets out and the understanding gets out and they become more mainstream. So within the cafes, it's sort of like because everyone's like, okay, well, I can have a coffee or I can have a tea. But if I can upgrade that coffee and that tea, that's what people want now. They want a functional upgrade because people are so health conscious, which is amazing. So, you know, coffees with lion's mane and cordyceps, um, a tea, a chamomile tea with reishi just to, you know, just to really like zen it out. That kind of thing is becoming normal and what the consumer wants and is phenomenal for, from a cafe point of view if you're a cafe owner. Mm-hmm. Logistically, economically, there's an upsell there. Mm. There's, you know, you've turned a four dollar tea into a five dollar fifty tea for very little work, and in all of those pieces, and there's a story attached to it, and all of that. So there's huge benefits for the cafe owner on the restaurant side of it. Obviously, fresh mushrooms are great and booming, but then you have the drinks menu with cocktails, and so cocktail upgrades and functional upgrades there. Cordyceps at night sounds like a good idea based on what Scarlett said. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we, what you know, like. You know, there's all these bars uh, that are coming up with cocktails that are alcohol-free. Is that is that mm, sort of a place where exactly. this is going? Because in the future, yeah. we're not all blind drunk and being abused. We're all yeah. just on this amazing high, um, potentially, yeah. uh, that's not psychedelic, that's yeah. just natural and beautiful. Exactly. Is this a thing that's, that's where happening mushrooms in years? That's, no? That happens this year. Okay. That happens Beautiful. now. It's already happening okay. now. We're already into Is that a, a what the Avatar bars. party was? <laughs> it was part of that. It was part of that. It was part of that. I'll have to show you some photos. Any, any you'll good lose, you'll lose your mind. Yeah. Any good stories from that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> stories from that party. Bashing the microphone. Here. Sorry. <laughs> stories from that party. I think it was just the people being mind blown by that environment that was easy to create, but just like when you get a group of people together, and they think a little bit differently, then you can create something that's pretty wild. But when you're in that moment, you're like, this is how it should be. And I say that sounds a bit weird, but like dressing up as an avatar party, there was, you know, yeah, like you're speaking, like there wasn't an abundance of alcohol. There wasn't the need for the abundance of alcohol to get, you know, blind, wasted, drunk, like every 20 year old has done in, yeah, who's yeah. Australian. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but what stories can I share from it? It was pretty wholesome, to be honest. It was pretty wholesome, but there was, there was some fun moments there. The, 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 and, and, that, and that's cool. And, and I think that that's the problem because getting drunk is sort of like the only answer to, you know, so many things and mm-hmm. it's hiding away from whatever. Mm-hmm. But being your best version of you is, is quite frankly. It's a very deep one. Yeah, know, it's, yeah. Alcohol was used as an escape tool. Yeah. As is most things. Oh, you know, yeah. The economy of escapism is enormous. People just wanting to get outside their own mind because their mind's chatting. It's an, well, you know, it's enormous. So you, yeah, that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that one forever, and I think we probably yep, feel the yep, same yep, way. Yep. Hey, tell us about the Kakadu plum. Where did you steal that from? Yeah, so we definitely didn't steal that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so Arnhem Land uh, through our cultural ambassador John Gumbala. So John Gumbala, if you look at our ancient activation set, there's an amazing piece of art on there, which is his art on the front cover there, which is the mushroom dreaming, is what he's called that piece of art, which is some beautiful indigenous tied in with mushroom. Um, art so he's our i guess connection and our ambassador and our ability to connect and work with community directly and make sure we're doing it in the right way um so through him he's connected us to uh, communities in arnhem land in other parts where kakadu plum grows which is an amazing bush food superfood with vitamin c content higher than any other fruit in the world you know it's it's all of those things and it's uh, i it's, love it when you try when you an american tries to say it it's great. It's great. <laughs> they say, you know, Joe Rogan's like, 
when he heard it for the yeah. first time when he was chatting to Rashad Evans about our products and he's like, cockadoo plum, yeah. cockadoo plum. <laughs> that's, that's how they say it. It's great. They did no research for that. They did. <laughs> Caught him off guard. It was, yeah, yeah. It was the right hook he wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so do you think you'll uh, diverse into uh, – so mushrooms is your game. Um do you think that you'll ever go into any more of like the, the bush foods that are so amazing? From We're going Australia? deeply into that. Oh, look at you. Go. Deeply Two into that. Yeah, yeah. We've got a number of, I was taste testing this morning um, some products, which I won't mention the names of, but bush foods, amazing. Um, and it's funny because I met this lady and she. I, was, I always had this idea, oh, I want to go to the Amazon and explore the Amazon and explore all the foods there and what's there, you know, because it's a treasure trove of medicine. Have you been there? I haven't been there. No, I haven't been there. And uh, But so when I spoke to this Australian lady and she's like, what are you talking about? We have the Amazon here. The diversity of plants and foods and things in Australia is remarkable like nowhere else in the world. Daintree is older than the Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I went there for the first time last year yeah. and someone who's, you know, into na- thinks they're into nature didn't even know about it. So yeah. I was pretty poor. <laughs> um, but I went there. I've been to Amazon and the Daintree. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. So um, and she's like the Amazon is here and it's exactly that. I don't think we're honouring our native roots in terms of both culture and food nearly as much as we should and we're very passionate about that so i mean we just one of the stories i guess i can tell from the party was because the avatar party was my very good friend uh matt's birthday it was his 21st birthday 24th birthday and we had one of our mutual friends i surprised him and had a yudaki a didgeridoo carved out for him so our friend jesse makes didgeridoos and yudakis up uh in townsville and so he carved out a yudaki from um, a yellow box tree and then on that Yudaki, he carved in and etched Matt's storyline wow. of his life onto that Yudaki. I want to be your friend. <laughs> That's a cool present, hey? <laughs> and when he played it at the party, on the, everyone, their faces, like we had amazing DJs and friends there, but nothing compared to that sound. When he played that Yudaki for the first time, it just was like nothing. And everyone's face was like, what just happened? Yeah. It was so beautiful. And so... You know, culture and Australian culture and those roots, very passionate about and believe in, I guess, that being a part of our evolution. Mm. So as a business, um, wanting to honour that and work with that as much as we can. So bush foods, superfoods are coming very soon. How do you stay on track with, you know, keeping it keeping it real, keeping it sustainable, keeping it ego-free? Mushrooms do that. Great answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that, no, 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 that's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Um, because I can see, you know, like, like I said, you know, when I when I you know talk to you, I see all this, you know, you know, not not um, boosting you up, but I, I can see that this will be successful, and I do think that you know, in t- mean, in time, is. you know, mm. I mean, it is already very successful, mm. but I mean, globally, mm. I think it'll be a a very normal thing mm. one day to to have these things as a part of your brushing your teeth type stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I hope. I, um, so, if I mean, really, if coffee can do what it's done, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you'd have to be pretty silly not to be. Exactly. And that's it. one coffee being one tree, you yeah. know, versus mushrooms. There's three million varieties. Yeah. Three million different types of mushrooms. Yeah. Three You've million different types of coffee. So <laughs> I, I did a few walks in the Amazon. I was lucky enough to do mm. that about 2016. And, um, man, I've never seen so many mushrooms like just amazing ridiculous. <laughs> amazing yeah you have to get over there yeah uh what would you put on a billboard if you could just put a billboard up pretty much anywhere in the world what would it say 
Yeah, Bull, didn't get you ready for that one. Um, I don't prep anyone for these <laughs> questions, kids, okay? So, um, yeah. I guess it's just saying to people, I mean, what, what, do, what does every person need to hear? And this is, again, pretty philosophical, but and just my opinion on it is that people lack self-worth and they're very harsh on themselves and they never talk to other people how they talk to themselves inside their own mind. And so it's something along the lines of, you know, you are amazing. Like you are loves, you are amazing mm. because everyone needs to hear that more because they don't tell themselves that. I like that. Put that up on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> are you reading any good books? Always. I've got my room. You're is a big reader. My room is full yeah. of books, yeah. and, but I've read barely any of them. But they're there. <laughs> <laughs> so are I feel you like absorbing I'm, them. I feel like I'm absorbing power? them. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We buy lots of books, don't we, Scarlett? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny that you've arrived today. Yeah. Literally, when I got this turkey tail, I had an Amazon delivery, uh, yeah, yeah. and it's a book on a, a medicine quest in the Amazon. Wow. And it's, uh, I haven't opened it, but yeah, okay. it came today, yeah. just then, when I was getting your drink. Um, so, always reading a lot of philosophy, a lot of business, a lot of random things, a lot of gold, a lot of wisdom there. Just so many amazing minds. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not doing enough reading, too much time caught in other areas. What would you have done differently? Uh, you've been six years. Is there a big sort of like shit I sort of would have done this differently anything yet there's none of that I love and that. so lucky so lucky that that's not the case and is it just books that are keeping you on top of the learning game or great people yeah, yeah great people. great mentors yeah great mentors of all ages how do you find these Without sounding too mushroomy it's just like come it just flows <laughs> it's just it flows but you seek them out as well mm-hmm. you seek them out you, you look because when I was working in the English Premier League my Oh, which yeah. we forgot to mention. My my mentor at that time was, or someone that I looked up to, I was like, I looked at their life and I was like, it's not the person that I want to be, you know. And so they're, and so you, that's a mentor as well, because you see what you you see in people that what you don't want to be or who is teaching you something. Oh, you're teaching you like in reverse. Exactly in reverse. So there's that as well. There's yeah. lots. Of, there's lots of that. Yeah, um, yeah. I see. <laughs> but yeah, it's just sort of. I guess, you know, and the great one for me on a deep level is men and great men of different ages. Yeah. Men in their 40s, men in their 50s, men in their 60s, men in their 70s, men in their 80s, like so many learnings from those guys in all their ages. And so there's so much wisdom to download there. So that's been a great one. So you're involved in the English Football League, yeah? Yeah. So is there a part of that training where they do have, you know, an under eight or under 15, all training together as well? It's crazy how young they start. Yeah, you know, they like, is, is that a is that a thing? Whether you're just talking about yeah. the different ages and how yeah. people have different things to offer. Is that a is that a sport? They do thing some as good well? mentoring programs. They do yeah, some yeah, yeah little so just yeah yeah. There's yeah. some token not token but well meaning like you know the eight year olds will will have a buddy who's in the under 15s and under 15s will mm. have a buddy who's in the in the reserves. But then once it gets to the men's zone, if I'm dead honest how many elite athletes in that environment that I saw are giving back as much as they could based on where they came from. But they got a Ferrari and that makes them happy, yeah? Exactly. So I had to check out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I feel you. And I, I, I think there's lots of that. And even, even, even the people who know it still do that. And there's nothing wrong with you can afford a exactly, Ferrari. Exactly. You know, you know, but, um, you know, they, they've no earned their time yeah, yeah, yeah. to chill out and drive their Ferrari and enjoy it because they work their ass off. So yeah. fair enough to that. <laughs> yeah, if I just funded you with 10 million bucks, what would you do? Um, prof- professionally or 
Uh, for, the, for the business. For the business. Uh, personally, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the business. Well, we just continue doing what we're doing, which yeah. is growing it into the USA, into Asia, into Europe. Yeah. Um, a lot of research yeah. into depression, into Alzheimer's, into other neurological conditions with mushrooms, um, and work with universities to do that. Don't give away too many secrets. Yeah, no, that's all things yeah. that are happening anyways, but yeah. 10 million would help speed it up. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, I just want to wind up, but tell me, a, tell me a day in the life of Julian. So because, lucky. So you wake up <laughs> in paradise here. Wake up. Um, she's, I mean, yeah. and, and I just want to reemphasize that you work very, very hard. Like, you know, mm. like I think I'm painting this picture of your you know, yeah. Playboy Mansion, but in Byron, but, um, you mm. know, Having these wild over tar parties and everyone's mm. on mushrooms, and mm. you've got a great successful business, mm. which is partly true. But yeah. um, it wasn't like that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So that's I was the, just about to say, yeah. say that, yeah, you know, yeah. I talk to Scarlett Bell all the time. Like, yeah. you know, you work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but what happens now? You know, you're yeah, at that, we, we you're were, at that, I'm not sure yeah. if we can, you know, pardon my French, but it, we were eating shit for a long time. Yeah. Like, for a long time. Like, yeah. you're times, times where you nearly died. Every, like, you're living week by week. For your own survival and for the business survival in that early phase, because it's like having a baby when you have a business. It's like the baby comes first, and you've got to feed the baby, and the baby needs so much attention and so much energy, and you know, and it messes with your sleep. So yeah, it's exactly that. But then it grows and it gets older, and if your business survives, which most don't, especially in hospitality industry, cutthroat. Yeah. So it's normal. Um, and so you you get past those stages, but then you get to a, a point where one you can handle the stress and the manage, and you've got a great team around you. Like we've got a phenomenal team. That's the thing I'm probably not saying enough, is that we have great business partners: Toma, Ryan, Will, Sophie. You know, graphic design team, marketing team. Like you know, we've got 35 full time staff now. So um, that's you know that's huge. That's a huge part of our success. It's the main part of our success. Amy, who you met. So there's so many um, great team members, but yeah, for so many years, um, it was just like people thought, why are you getting into mushrooms? Because mushrooms weren't popular. Um, and trying to, you know, there was times where we were just like delivering mushrooms on a Saturday night to a restaurant, you know, because, yeah, we needed the money and they wanted a last minute order. Mm-hmm. And so we'd just be doing that all the time um, and then selling the extracts. So it's a hard slog. I don't think there's much, many harder things in a way professionally than starting a business, as you would know. Um, but then you get to that point. If you get to that point, then you get you look up and you're like, wow, you know, we've created something great and it's going well. Um, but there's always bumps in the road. But you know how to manage them now. If that makes sense. Emotionally manage them too. Emotionally manage them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so going back to my day now, something I never used to do. I was, you know, never really. You know, I was just a normal Aussie kid. But now I, you know, meditate in the morning. Every morning, I, you know, I jump in the ice bath. Um, you know, very lucky to have a sauna now. Like, so we have an ice bath. So I've ever engineered for success because yeah. if you yeah, want to no, be successful, uh, then you need to do those things. Thank you for sharing this, right? Because yeah. I know that it's a little bit personal what mm. people do. And, you know, you hear lots of speakers who say the ice bath and that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you're doing it and, and I'm glad that you're successful. But yeah. uh, you know, I'm interested in how yeah. you work because yeah. you're, you're a great example of, you know, human mm-hmm. and and um, and successful in the, in, in the non-traditional way of success in that you're you're meek you're humble you 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 do your research and you live a lovely life but mm-hmm. yeah tell me what else you're eating man because i yeah. want to do the same yeah we're very, i mean <laughs> yeah. um it's always changing you know back in the day i was like you know 
caught on a diet. And the first thing, I guess I've learned now getting older is like don't get caught on, a, on one single diet yeah. and definitely don't preach that because <laughs> yeah, things okay. change and yeah, you'll yeah, change. Yeah, yeah so we can you sign off for 12 months. Exactly. So, but <laughs> diversity is great, but, you know, Season? Season? Seasonal, in season, yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. season right. is key. Um, farmers market, you know, where yeah. possible. Um, good cut meats, like you know, less cut meats, but more, better cut meats. You know, um, grass fed as much as possible. Um, oysters weekly. Kangaroo. I eat a lot of kangaroo. Yeah. Because of the whole story behind, you know, it's the ethical part of it. Um, the you know the lack of injections and inputs that go yeah, into yeah. it. It's yeah. wild harvested. It's a pest. It's a soft footed animal. Venison. Venison. I would love to eat more of. I'll talk to Marky from yeah. Free Blood Day. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's a man. So, so um, yeah, meats are, you know, still make up a good portion. I feel good off them, you know, I've, I, but I eat them less and I just eat good quality a couple times a week and lots of plants. A lot more fasting as well. Humans don't need to eat as much as we're eating and actually you're more productive when you're not. As soon as I eat, I slow down. Yeah, so yeah. I try and I try and leave that. I try not to eat before until after I do a video if I yeah. try and eat then try and do a video yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah but if there's good food around and it's breakfast i'm eating that yeah but you know if, if i'm <laughs> ideally you know you're trying to fast because your brain just works better on it your body loves it um and then when you do eat that meal you enjoy it so much more mm. so that's the general food um food play but yeah farmers markets like if we talk about activism um you know it's farmers markets. It's connecting with your farmer. It's knowing where your food came from. It's working with ethical sources such as yourself and people who are experts in the space. And if if you're very revolutionary, you're trying to stay away from woolies and coals as much as possible. <laughs> Shit, maybe I might need to edit that out. No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, that's fine. And I think everyone feels the same way because the you know the table down the corner, the, the local fruit shops, you know that they struggle because they get pushed out by big business and big business know that and they know what they're doing and. Yeah, I, and we're beca- and we're it. becoming big business, and it's like fuck. You know, we were yeah. we starting to become the thing we didn't like, so we've got to be very honest with ourselves on that. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, and but all along the way, you know, because there's an awful lot of giving back for the fact that oh shit, we better give back so we look like we're giving back. But if you can give back in the right way, mm. and, and part of this is all education and health and whatever, so you're sort of giving back by the people having your product anyway. So. Yeah, and give back by where you spend your money. That's yeah. the quickest, easiest way to do it. You can give back if you earn five hundred a week, a thousand a week, twelve hundred, whatever you earn. If a portion of that is going to someone who has high ethos and good values and is doing good work, you give them back. Mm. <laughs> so buy, yeah, spend your money there. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I'm going to wrap this up, but this you're incredibly interesting, and I could talk to you for a long time. And I hope to do this again, uh, you know, maybe in twelve months' time, even, you know, just to, to check mm, in and yeah. see where you're going. But so your product, so what? Tell us your Instagram. Oh, what about the name Life Cycle? I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, tell me about the name. Not the smartest move because no one can spell it right. So oh, well, I can because I'm dyslexic. It's, it's, it's sort of, so uh, if it's dyslexic, <laughs> maybe that's why we did it that way because we're dyslexic. <laughs> but it came from. I mean, obviously, like, cycle was taken and it wasn't pretty original. So we're like, Seekel is how it's spelled in Scandinavia. Yeah. So that's a Scandinavia. And we just were inspired by Scandinavia. You know, as Australians, we go, what's America doing? What's the UK doing? What's Canada doing? They're okay, but they're not that inspiring, to be honest. If you look <laughs> further than that, you can see so many amazing things happening. Yeah. And in terms of Northern Europe, Scandinavia, in terms of Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Iceland, you know, the sustainability policies, the way they do their childcare, the way they do their education, the way they do their university, the way they do their maternity leave. There's so much wisdom there and everyone seems pretty happy and healthy. And so that's where it came from that, even though we'd never been there at the time. It's for the, the scandals in the world, yeah. life, life seekel. Yeah. 
What's I was it? thinking about SEO when I saw that. And yeah. I was like, I wonder if it, like, because people are definitely spelling it the, yeah. the way it's meant to be spelled. So I'm wonder, yeah. I was like, hmm, I wonder how they're doing that in SEO. It <laughs> means our AdWords are more expensive because exactly, we've got to capture right? them. We've got to capture them. We've got to capture them. So, but that's, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, and, it, and from a philosophy point of view, you know, the mushrooms teach us about death, death and rebirth and closing the loop as the circular economy because we grow from coffee waste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we grow the mushrooms and then the mushrooms, you know, essentially go to the, you know, wherever they're going and the compost is used in the garden. So if they, the mushrooms are going to an extract bottle or to a restaurant, wherever they're going, now an extract bottle. And then the compost that we grow with is great fertilizer, great natural compost. So it's just closing the loop on everything we do as a human race because in nature, no, nature doesn't know waste. So we eat mushrooms and mushrooms eat us. Pretty much. Been a pleasure. I do awesome. have more questions, but I'm going to, I can't remember what happened. Um, yeah, you're amazing. Where else can we find information? We've got a website. Just yeah, Lifecycle, and it's just L I F E C Y K E L. So yeah, yeah. that's the, uh, but AdWords will capture you. So don't worry, just have a go. <laughs> Literally, if you write um, uh, any of the mushrooms in, your thing comes up because yeah. I, I was, yeah, cool. so you're on top of your game. Cool. Good work, marketing. Good work. <laughs> okay, thank you for being a part of the broadcast. Uh, been a pleasure. Awesome, thank you.